Hello everybody, my name is Matt Houston and I'm here with an interview with Matt O'Driscoll from Turtle Rock Studios. Matt is the executive producer there and we had a chance to chat about their upcoming cooperative shooter, Back for Blood. Join me for this interview and have a listen in on what made this game and this interview quite special. The first thing I want to ask you is, uh, it's probably a question that you've, you've probably answered a thousand times, but it's been so important in everyone's lives at the moment, is is how did COVID affect you guys? I mean, obviously you've been working on this game for a few years uh, and probably started before the pandemic. And I imagine that was a hell of a spanner to throw into the works to, to try and develop a game in that situation. Yeah, I mean, what was it? March last year, yeah. we're all sat in an office, right? And then the next day... You know, obviously people aren't sure which way it's going to go. And then I think the state of California is like, that's it. We're issuing a stay at home order. And like, people left. And so, yeah, it was um, it was interesting times. We had to obviously try and get people working from home as quickly as we could. Mm. Um, so, you know, there was a lot of tech set up, um, a lot of IT infrastructure set up to get people uh, able to work from home. Uh, making sure people have got good internet connections, you know, Total Rock, just, you know, everyone up your internet connections, we'll pay for the extra. Let's make sure everyone's got what they need, you know, it's yeah, just yeah. tough. And we're at that stage in development where we were starting to get our console testing a lot more um, stable and we kind of had to take a bit of a, you know, knock it back a few, few months because consoles are not easy to deploy in people's homes particularly development kits they're big they're bulky we're we're on five different platforms if you include pc yeah so i mean people have different setups at home so it was there was those kind of challenges involved with it but and i was what's kind of interesting is like how it's changed the studio a little bit as well we were kind of very much a work in the office studio we kind of thrived on that everyone needs to be in the office for collaboration and communication and we still you know we still want to get a lot of that back when we do fully go back uh full time but we also found that we can do remote work you know it was something we'd never really considered but we needed to hire we couldn't yeah. stop our hiring process because we had to finish the game right so we still hired the people we we needed to finish uh you know, whether that be environment artists or engineers or whatever it may be. And some of those were, you know, in locations where they're like, I don't want to move. I want to stay where I am. And we're like, oh, we can make this work now. Yeah, and they're yeah. going to stay and they're going to stay where they are. Come, um, come when everything gets back to whatever normal might be in the future. So, um, yeah, it's kind of, there has been definitely some changes to the studio. Um, you know, some were bad. It's, it was a struggle and some have been good. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Did it, did uh, working on Back for Blood kind of feel like a bit of a homecoming for the team, especially the team that have been around for a while? You know, you long time since Left for Dead now, but it, it it's after playing it this morning. It certainly it, it brings back those Left for Dead memories. That's for sure. But that's that's good, right? We definitely yeah, yeah. need that that foundation that people are saying that they're yeah. getting that buzz from it. Um, yeah, I mean, there's. You know, the, the two co-founders worked on the original Left 4 Dead and obviously they're still at Turtle Rock now. Yeah. There's a handful of others that were here during Left 4 Dead days, a little bit before my time. Mm. I joined afterwards. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, so we've got that foundation. We knew what we wanted to build on. But I kind of think it's important that we gave it our own Turtle Rock of today stamp. 
you know, yes. and a lot of that stuff comes in the card system. I don't know if you've got a good chance to play around with that, but it's something new for our game, something new for us as a studio. Um, but you know, cleaners can go through these campaigns, build, earn new cards, and start building new decks. And that kind of gives uh, each run like a, a, a chance of having like a unique or a different style of playthrough. Yep. So that was that was really important for us. Also, the, the game itself has its own cards. Um, it can throw what we call corruption cards at you, uh, depending on how you're doing. So it might, you know, throw a dark card at you. Dark card makes, I mean, it does what it says on the tin. It makes the level dark. And so you're yep. going to have your flashlight on at all times. And it's going to change the play style. So, yeah, we kind of uh, gave it our own sort of stamp. And those those stamps are really to try and keep encouraging that replayability. You know, how is this run going to be different from another run? Whether it's you're up in a difficulty, the corruption cards, the way you play your cards, what character yeah. you're going to play. There's a lot of um, kind of like, we, I liken it to we've given a lot of tools to players. Like, go on, here you go. Here's all these different formulas that you can make. And let's see what they make from them. And I don't know yet what they're going to make from them. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, you know, we'll test as much as we can, but. We'll find out a lot in these next couple of weeks when we're doing uh, early access in the open beta. We're going to see, I'm sure people play the games in a way we didn't imagine. Oh. And, you know, some people break stuff, some people find cool stuff. And we've got a couple of months to react um, until we go to full launch. Yeah. Well, f- well further to that, Left 4 Dead had an adaptive dif- difficulty system. Uh, and it was kind of one of the first games to ever do that. Is it, Has that tech improved significantly uh, since those days, or is it still essentially the same? I guess. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we call it. We would call it the AI director. It's yeah. still doing a lot of the similar stuff. It's kind of watching how the game is being played. Um, and so, if if you are you're on a run, and it just you know it seems pretty easy, you're kind of getting through these hordes um, without too much trouble. We you know we can up that. We can we can drop some you know extra hordes in there at different times. And just to up that, really up the intensity level mm. of your experience. So, yeah, the director's watching. Uh, like I said, we're playing these corruption cards. That's a new feature. How yeah. and when they're played. We, we we do stack those up to a certain number, which are the exact numbers. I don't think we've locked it exactly yet for launch. But, yeah, they can stack. So you might get a dark card. You might get an ogre card. I don't know if you saw the big yeah, crazy yeah. monster. Yeah, right. So yeah. that that was scripted for that level yep but we you might get a car where it can spawn in different locations so okay yeah Excellent. so it, the director is there still doing a lot of the same stuff well uh, i mean the the genre now is it seems to be quite crowded the co-op kind of versus horde shooter um how do you think you know being from the team that essentially created the genre you're staying ahead of Ahead of that pack, I don't. I, there hasn't been an awful lot of evolution since Left 4 Dead, in I guess the the gameplay. So, what's Back for Blood bringing that's that's really bringing it into the modern era? Yeah, I think uh, I'm gonna go back to it a little bit, but it would be a lot to do with the cards and how yeah. we, how we're gonna like get throwing all that crazy stuff at the player. Like it's a little bit rogue. We call it rogue light. Yeah. So rogue rogue light games have kind of been a little bit uh in vogue i guess of, of late so there is there is some of that there to modernize it um yeah i mean we certainly uh, brought in you know we got some i don't know what we're talking about it's some bigger and badder ridden so the ogre you saw yeah, the yeah, ogre yeah. 
we might we've got some other other ones we've not quite yet announced yet or introduced that are coming later certainly some bigger challenges i think for players to get through yeah. uh you know we've kind of developed these kind of different weak spots on them and we can armor plate some of the weak spots so people need to be kind of thinking about where they're firing be careful of the different types of ridden in the horde like yep. sometimes they have charred uh different types in there as well and so yeah i think uh those are kind of like our takes on it and we we've really really are pushing that replayability high intensity uh gameplay but we're also kind of encouraging people to explore the world as well so it's not just um it's not just firing and running through. You, there's times where we will give you lulls, and there are things to find in the world. Different guns. We've like, oh, we got. I don't know the number again. I'm not really. We're not big on like numbers. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. do have a lot of weapons. A it, lot. It of did seem that way at the, at the camp. Yeah. Yeah, lots of different things you can play with, and yeah. and different permutations. So it's kind of yeah, it's going to be exciting. And we go, we offer all these people all these different things that they can play with. Excellent, excellent. Now, uh, the, the game before this was Evolve. Uh, it was obviously mm. a different type, the 4v1 style. Um, is there any of that that's come forward into Back for Blood? Any of that lessons learned, I guess, from Evolve or, or you know, features that were in Evolve that have made their way into Back for Blood? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was a different game, like yeah. you say, 4v1, but a little bit experimental at the time. Um, so I guess we're definitely for our PVP, we've gone back to a bit more of a traditional, uh, mode where it's, uh, equal amount of zombies versus equal amount of cleaners. Yeah, we're not yeah. kind of like doing it, any of that. Um, you know, we've, we've got an arena in the, in the swarm mode, which is our PVP mode, which kind of closes in, uh, on you to try and keep play tight and concentrated. Yeah. So that's obviously something which, you know, something from Evolve we had. Uh, we use the camera, the third person camera when you're playing as the ridden, so not the yeah. monsters. Uh, little learnings here and there, but yeah. they were kind of, you know, they were, they are different games. Are different so. games yeah. Excellent, excellent. Um, the cross generational game, is, is that thrown, uh, any curveballs at you, not being able to focus on the newer systems or only the older systems? Has it, has it created any problems? Uh, I think, well, it, it has meant we've needed to be real careful about console parity. Mm. Um, you know, we couldn't have, uh, like on a current next gen system, I should yeah. say, like 200 zombies because we can. And then, yeah. but obviously we've got less than that on current gen. Because yeah. if I was playing against you on PS4 and I'm on PS5, there's going to be a difference, difference in how you're yeah. playing the game. Yeah. So actually it was kind of more important for us to like, um, not really separate our player base. Yeah. Keep players, keep players together across console, across generations as well. And that just means we're going to have more people playing in different matches. And, uh, you know, we, we're not splitting people up at all. So, yeah, yeah. you know, we have to be careful during dev that we keep parity, but I think it's better for players to yeah. have that or those different options, right? To still be able to play their friends. They're not bound to a certain platform. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Um, so you set yourself, I guess, limits on on where you could reach with, with the development. Yeah, you do. You do. Yeah. You have to say, like, we, there's only so much we can do. There's only so much AI we can run at a certain time, animations, all that kind of stuff. And it all goes down into budgets and depending on scenes and, you know, yeah. what you line of sight and all the rest of it, it becomes like a real kind of careful balancing. 
uh, act, but yeah, we got there. Perth was Perth was a big, uh, big undertaking uh, anyway, particularly yeah. during COVID. Like I said, to try and get the consoles out to people, so we had to really focus on that to make sure, uh, yeah, that parity was going to be working across platform. Excellent, excellent. Uh, now it's coming to Game Pass on on day one. Was that an easy choice to make for you guys? Was it, was it uh, just Microsoft? saying hey guys or did you approach them so that that kind of deal is like publisher to platform yeah. holder so warner brothers uh kind of yeah did the deal the negotiations yeah. or whatever for that what it meant for us was pretty very little yeah. uh it, very little development cost for us yeah. uh we i think we're adding like the win gdk build the windows yeah. 10 build that you can that you can now play on uh, as well as so it would be on Steam and EGS. Yeah. Um, so actually for development cost for us, it wasn't too bad. I mean, it, uh, kind of an extra platform. But from a, uh opportunity uh, for us as a developer, it's kind of like, it's mind-blowing yeah. because, you know, on day one, we're going to have tens of millions of people will have access to this game straight out the, straight out the door. You know, a lot of these games early doors sometimes struggle because of, you know, people haven't bought it yet. They're waiting for sales. So they don't have the player pool there. Yeah. And so it's tougher to get matches. But like I say, we've got cross-gen, cross-play. We've got all these millions of Xbox players. So I yeah, think we're so going to be good on matches. Yeah. That's the extra community really is going to help you guys, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Unreal. Yeah, um, it's crazy. <laughs> it, it, it really seems, is. It seems like a perfect fit to me. Like it makes absolute sense. Um, are there, are there any plans for, I guess, like a live event style support after it? Or are you looking at a more traditional DLC route or anything like that in oh, post-support? Yeah, thought, you know what I mean? Yeah, I thought you meant like live events as in like eSports thing or something no, like that. No, 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 not eSports. But, you know, like what Fortnite does or something like that. Or are you looking at a more traditional DLC route or, or, or haven't decided yet? We've got, uh, there's definitely DLC drops in the works. Yeah. Uh, I think we've got three that we're going to do over the course of whatever months it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they are, it is, yes, DLC yeah. is, is something we're going to do. Yeah. Really team wide, we're, uh, working on finishing the game right now, first yeah. and foremost. And then we can really see kind of what people like, what people don't take to as much, and that kind of can help us formulate what content drops we might want to do in the future. Okay, cool. Excellent. I've got one more question. Um, I'm sure you have a general feel about what the community is excited about in general about Back for Blood, but is there something you think that the community's missing and should be excited about? Is there something in the game that you really think people are going to really dig and they're not talking about it yet? This is like... Uh... A, a kind of a funny answer, but okay. blood, blood. <laughs> we spent we spent a lot of time <laughs> on like blood system, the way blood explodes from yeah, yeah. enemies, the way it ruptures and arms and limbs and blows holes in them. Um, it kind of drenches all over the other players. So you, like, you could be covered in it. Your weapons will get covered in it. You know, splats on the walls and stuff like that. So it's kind of like a, a little bit of a jokey answer, but we actually <laughs> spent quite a lot of time developing like how the blood looks and feels in the game. 
So, and no, I mean, a few people have talked about it, but not as many yet as, uh, as we'd kind of like hoped. Kind of like, like yeah, look at this crazy blood system. Maybe they just expect it, right? I mean, what's the game called? Back for Blood. So. Back for Blood, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's kind of in the, in the title. Uh, I'm also looking forward to people grab getting into the PvP mode. Yep. Um, you know, we're showing it for the first time this week and next week. And so it'd be interesting how people take to that and, you know, the different style of gameplay in there. Um, and yeah, just, just getting into the campaign, how people build decks, how people play. We're going to have, a, you know, there is a story that runs through the campaign yep. that we tell via the classic, um, you know, cine- cinematics at certain points. Also, um, you know, the, the, the characters banter against each other. There's a lot of VO. There's little bits of story as they're going through the world. So it's kind of a rich experience there as, for people to discover which they won't really discover so much in the in the beta until they yeah, get yeah. to launch. Excellent, excellent. Well, that's it from me, but thank you for spending some time with me. We've got one shot. Let's make it count. Over here! Thank you for listening in on what has been a great experience from my end. Uh, Back for Blood is looking pretty good, and we will have more coverage over at player2.net.au if you want to check it out. We will also have some video up on our YouTube channel, so make sure you head over there. But thank you for joining me for this interview, and I'm signing out. See yous.